Welcome to the Emotional Wealth Podcast, where certified financial planner, speaker, and consultant, Lon Broski, will discuss strategies that can help you to successfully navigate today's challenging financial environment. And using emotional discipline and focus, you'll discover how he educates his clients to stay on track with their financial goals. Now here's Lon. Hi, and welcome to our latest podcast called Emotional Wealth. My name is Lon Broski. I'm a certified financial planner with Pines Wealth Management St. Louis. And remember, our goal in doing these podcasts is very simple. We want to help educate investors. We firmly believe that an educated investor makes better, more intelligent, and less emotional decisions within their financial plan that's ultimately going to help keep them on track with their financial goals. Well, it's funny because the name of this podcast is Emotional Wealth, and that's really what I want to focus on today. Because I think we can all agree that 2020 has been one absolute dumpster fire of a year. Started the year off relatively well, right? between January and really midway through February, we were feeling pretty good about the year. We were feeling pretty good about where we were. We just saw the markets and many of you who are, who have accounts that are within investments, not just necessarily with the bank, but if you have an investment account, you saw some nice appreciation to start off the year. Economy was firing on all cylinders by all measurement. So we were feeling pretty good. And then, yep, You know what happened. I don't have to tell you that, right? You know. COVID. The market, S&P 500 specifically, dropped 34% in 33 days. If there was ever a definition of panic, that February to March slide in the S&P 500, that was it. There was your moment of panic. No other reason to look anywhere else for the definition of panic. You saw it. You experienced it. If you had investments this year, you saw it. Then you throw in a presidential election that is that was very contentious to say the least. And I'm being kind here. I could use a lot more creative adjectives, but I'll say very contentious. And the amount of social media that we are bombarded with, it just seems like, for me anyway, personally speaking, that this was probably feeling-wise the worst that I've ever felt during a presidential election. I felt we were so divided. What I wanted to focus on In this podcast, specifically, a perfect four-letter word for what we're going through right now. And that four-letter word would be hope. To have hope in the future, regardless of which way you lean politically, regardless of how you feel, whether or not you believe, you know, COVID is a real thing, whether it's not. I, I certainly do. I've known loved ones that have been directly affected by COVID and that are threatened by COVID. I know the epidemiologists at the beginning of the year were giving us numbers that were downright scary, which whether or not led to the panic, I don't know. But the numbers that they were giving us certainly instilled fear in all of us. And the pressures from social media during the fall election, right? The alleged censorship that Facebook was accused of doing, Twitter was accused of doing. You know, I don't know whether to believe all that. I just know that hope right now is a pretty darn good word and a strong word that we should be thinking about and we should be using more in our conversations. Back in 1971, a gentleman by the name of Tom Clancy, 
And I know that doesn't ring a bell. He was simply a voice of hope when none existed in 1971. He made the song, What the World Needs Now is Love. It was originally done in 1965. Mr. Clancy redid it in 1971. It was actually a top 40 hit. If you listen to that song, if you listen to the words, if you listen to the message, it's so applicable for today, even though it was made over 40 years ago. What was happening in 1971? Social unrest, economic instability, political infighting, Vietnam War, rioting. That's what was happening in 1971. So I want you to take a moment and listen to Tom's song. I think it's really important for you to turn off the social media for a moment. Well, not this social media. I mean, you're listening to a podcast, so you don't want to do that. But turn off Facebook, turn off Twitter, turn off Instagram, and listen to Tom's message. What is segregation? I don't know what segregation is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is uh, prejudice? Um, I think it's when somebody's sick. program to bring you a special bulletin. Dallas, Texas. The Flash, apparently official. President John F. Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Anybody here? See my old friend Martin? Can you tell me where he's gone? He's freed a lot of people, but it seems a good they die young. That's a cold day for here, but it really doesn't matter with me now. 
because I've been to the mountaintop. I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live. No one can be certain who next will suffer from some senseless act of bloodshed. That is the way he lived. That is what he leaves us. My brother need not be idealized or enlarged in death beyond what he was in life. To be remembered simply as a good and decent man who saw wrong and tried to right it, saw suffering and tried to heal it, saw war and tried to stop it. Those of us who loved him and who take him to his rest today pray that what he was to us, what he wished for others, will someday come to pass for all the world. As he said many times in many parts of this nation, those he touched and who sought to touch him, some men see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say why not. Segregation is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is uh, prejudice? Um, I think it's when somebody's sick. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? And at the time, I mean, I was only a couple years old at the time, but when I was younger, I didn't appreciate the context of what that song was about. It's about love. It's about having hope. It's what we all need today because the unyielding pressures from social media and the headlines and, and even in conversations with our own family and friends, right? I've seen my own family get politically divided 
with this election and even our own personal thoughts on COVID. We all know that COVID is real and the epidemiologists were giving these scary projections at the beginning of the year that frightened us all. And most of those projections didn't come to fruition. Now, I'm not going to debate the reason why they didn't come to fruition, right? It's not my job, but I choose hope. I choose a direction of love and hope rather than hopelessness and intolerance. I choose the light over the dark and to rejoice in the fact that today is better than yesterday. And the promise of tomorrow is going to be better than today. How did we ever lose sight of how good we have it? Because we're not focusing on where we've been. And that's a mistake. If you realize that over the last two centuries, which is, by the way, just a small blip in the timeline of humanity, that the human civilization has seen massive reductions in extreme poverty. They've seen huge advances in literacy. We've got more political and economic freedoms than we've ever had ever in our existence as a civilization. And we are living longer today than in any other time in history. We have more global infrastructure for the education of human beings than has ever existed. Where is that headline? Where are we talking about that in our family discussions, the family table? Instead, we're talking about divisions. We're not talking about hope of where we were compared to where we are at today. Just 200 years ago, only a few privileged were not living in extreme poverty. Just 200 years ago. And for all the ills of capitalism and industrialization, which there are many, no one disputes that. It's not perfect, but increased productivity has made it possible to steadily lift more out of extreme poverty. In 1950, as much as 75% of the world were still living in extreme poverty. Today, it's less than 10. Where's that headline? I didn't read that anywhere. What I read was hopelessness if we don't get the outcome that we want. I didn't read the headline that only just a few hundred years ago, only the elite were able to read. And today, eight out of every 10 people on earth are literate. No mention of that anywhere. I can't find that in any headline. In 1800, more than 400 of the world's newborns died before the age of five. Modern medicines have changed that. Not only have the medicines changed it, we've also increased our knowledge of German diseases. We went from 32 and a half average life expectancy at 1800 to now we're at 78.9%, double the life expectancy in 200 years. Imagine what the next 200 years will bring. 200 short years and the global life expectancy has more than doubled, despite the fact that we had a very contentious election and still do have a very contentious election because the losing side is not yet conceded. And again, that's not my business to know who's going to concede and why they're going to concede. My objective here with you today is to understand that just 200 years ago, a majority of the humans in this world lived under dictatorships and autocracies. Today, four out of five living in autocracies live in China. Dictatorships and autocracies are a thing of the past. You don't find dictatorships very often. Democracy and political freedom are, are the norms today. Where 200 years ago, that was the exception. Again, no headline. No headline of hope. Please don't misconstrue my comments today of depreciating our current struggles and the current times that we live in, the social unrest that we have. I firmly believe when I choose hope to look at our current struggles and our social unrest 
as another step in the maturation of the human race. I would rather choose hope in this moment than fear. Hope that believes in a future where human spirit will continue to thrive, will continue to overcome whatever ills that society has bestowed upon it. I believe in the future, and I believe in the great American companies, that regardless of who's president, regardless of what the environment is, regardless of the social struggle, that the American companies will do what they've always done throughout history. They will adapt and grow. I believe in the human spirit to do what it has always done, adapt and grow. Despite these difficult times, it will endure. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I can't wait to see what this huge future holds for your investments and for this great country. Because I'm hopeful in the future. And Tom Clancy was right. What the world needs now is love. And perhaps now more than ever. Thank you for listening. Look forward to our next podcast. Understand that we at Pines Wealth are going to remain steadfast in our commitment to our clients and the trust that you have placed in me, your advisor. I'm going to ensure that we remain on track regardless of who's president and the results of these elections. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Appreciate you you being here. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Email us at podcast at pineswealth.com. Call us 1-800-467-6567. That's 1-800-467-6567. Be sure to like us on your favorite podcast service. Enjoy your week and we'll talk to you soon.